Today is April 1st, Little Fool's Day, Season 3, Episode 7. Decky Fool, how are we? Andy Messaround, doing quite well myself, man. We got one hell of a guest, Ben VW. We're not going to say his last name because we all say it in unison when we first start. But the man is incredible, founder, co-founder of Woodchuck USA, a company that builds or makes uh, custom wood products for other people. And then for anyone that buys one, they plant a tree. And they've planted a tree in every continent. It's incredible. Dude, this man is a monster. He came at us with intensity, and we uh, just absorbed it and rolled with it because that's what you got to do when a guest comes in here hot like that. Thank you so much, Ben, for joining the Back Pocket Podcast. And go buy his book because you're going to want to after this. The world needs to hear your fucking ideas. He just came out with it. Link will be in the show notes. Without further ado, enjoy. Something that's warming me up. It's a local brand known as Skyline Specs. A company committed to dominating the sandbox with us. Skyline Specs is a company all about roots. Because the roots of a tree... Is what determines its longevity. In the roots of brands, companies, anything of like, or how they succeed. Skyline Specs looks to build community within your city through their incredible wooden engraved specs. We've had pairs of these specs for over a year now. We even have a pair with the Back Pocket logo on it with the Minneapolis skyline. Having the representation of your city, your sandbox, is incredible. And we'd love to work with you. Visit their website at skylinespecs.com. Today on the Back Pocket Podcast, let's welcome Ben. Get it, dude. Vanden. Vanden. Why? Why? Mellenberg. Got it. Boom. Let's go, baby. Dropping it. Ben BW is in the house. What's up today, baby? What's happening, guys? Not much, man. Just here on a Monday night. Yeah. Sitting in this nice little area, having a nice conversation, dude. What's up? Let's, Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's connect the dots here. All right. So... We were able to connect with you through our previous guest, Josh from Kind Lips. Yep. What up, Josh from Kind Lips? Dude, awesome guest, yeah. awesome man. I'm so happy to be in his circle. And then we, on the show, he, we, uh, we were like, connect, challenge us for a guest, challenge us for someone else to come on the show. Yeah. And he mentioned your name, so we were like, what do we have to do to get you on? And he just connected us, and you were gung ho. You, dr- you, I think you had released your book that yeah. night. Yeah. So it was perfect timing. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And the uh, the book name is The World Needs to... Uh, something about fucking ideas. Yeah, The World Needs, needs Your needs. Fucking Ideas. Mm-hmm. The World Needs Your I- Fucking Ideas. Yeah. I love that yeah. title, by the way. That got me fired up. Thanks. Read the first chapter today and did, did, some, did, some, uh, did some podcast research. Good. Good. It was phenomenal. Awesome. Um, but for the marketing interns, our listeners that don't know much about you, can we get a little bit of an intro? Yeah, totally. So The World Needs Your Fucking Ideas is... 
a book that's written by a normal dude who also can't spell, by the way. You, you shot me some questions. You're like, hey, let's talk about how do you write a book when you don't know how to, to when you can't even spell an email, you know, correctly. For F- and that's me. Uh, you know, Wait, do we have a typo in our email to you? No, 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 no. Just no. in general, like typing an email. No, are, yeah, like in the questions. Uh, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, you know, normal dude. I, I, I definitely am probably the last person to ask my high school classmates. Hey, who's the last person you would have expected to write a book? It'd be me for sure. The worst speller. I mean, I can't spell her shit. Uh, and, uh, you know, but that's a part of the, that's a part of the point of the book. Um, so through starting this business, Woodchuck, uh, USA over the past seven years, um, again, never kind of planned to start a business, grew up on a farm in uh, Wisconsin, came to the U to go to architecture school. Never planned on starting something. Now have over 50 employees, um, you know, have started a couple different businesses. The point of the book is I'm a normal fucking dude. And I started multiple businesses that were successful and I didn't have a bunch of money. I wasn't like born into money and had a bunch of money. I didn't go to Harvard uh, for for business school. Um, But I did do a couple different things uh, that I talk about in the book that helped me start these businesses. And, and, And the point is, kind of like your guys' podcast is this is for normal people. Normal people can start businesses through over the last seven years that I've, I've been super, super blessed and super fortunate uh, to have traveled all over the world. I've been all seven continents, um, over 30 different countries and uh, mostly with our tree planting program. And I've realized talking with all different kinds of people that people have really fucking good ideas, like really good ideas to change the world, whether it's an energy or politics or just, uh, a new product, but so many of those people, I'd say like 99% of those people that, that come to me and tell me ideas, you know, even like we we're talking about this podcast, uh, yeah. um, prior to this 99% of those people don't fucking do the things that they're talking about and they never do them. They never do them. They'll, they'll literally die not doing those things. And why I, I started asking myself why, and, um, which we'll talk a little bit more about later, right? The why, yeah. uh, but the why was one, either people think, oh man, I need to be Bill Gates and have a shit ton of money in order to start up a company, or I need to have 200K in the bank and, you know, go work corporate America to start a company. And that's bullshit. You, you don't, you don't need to. Um, that's kind of the first, that's kind of the first thing that I saw, uh, was money. Two was, was experience or the knowledge. People felt like, oh, I didn't go to Harvard or I didn't go to Yale for business. Like I can't start a business. I don't know what I'm doing. I went to architecture school and literally didn't know what a fucking invoice was when I started my company. We still don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't know like tax season's coming up. Yeah. It's, no, it's here. It, oh, tax oh, yeah, season's yeah, here. It's yeah. kind of passed if you didn't file an extension already. So, but yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah well, we yeah. knew that. Yeah, no, yeah. We know no, that. Yeah, we no. know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things, though. Yes. We, we just figured out how to start an LLC. That was like a... Dude, seriously, yeah. you, but you figured it out though. So that's yes. a, that's yes. the thing. That's you figured it out. You figured it out, and you will continue to do whatever you need to do to figure it out. And and that's a part of the one percent though, that I think currently is doing are already doing it right. You're you're just gonna figure it out. And then the final thing um, outside of education is just people's own confidence in their they're just their excuses, right? And it's this comes back to like a life thing too. Um, with a lot of goals that we have in life is just you start making excuses like, oh, you know, I don't have enough time this week or I don't know about this or this. And then you just start making up a shit ton of excuses as to why you can't do what the fuck it is you're trying to do. Um, so I wrote this book, never thought I'd write a book, never thought I'd start a company. Um, 
for normal people to say, I have this idea, whether it's for a, a, you know, making a badminton racket or starting a podcast or whatever it is to say, there are other normal people that have started businesses that had no experience, that had no money, and I can do it too. Here are a handful of the principles that I learned over the last seven years uh, in starting that. And I lay out those principles. I like go through a bunch of super real stories. I mean, I talk about the first time I get sued. I talk about a bunch of super funny ass stories um, that a lot of times entrepreneurs don't talk about. But I think that is super important um, for the reason of the book is I'm a normal dude and business is fucking hard. And uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about it. I love it. I'm already fired up. And my favorite part is this cultivation of this whole mindset. So you're talking back in, when you're in high school, you were one of those guys like no one would have expected you to write the book yeah. because that just wasn't your forte. That wasn't where your expertise lies. And I'm curious during that point, where was that expertise? Like why, what was driving you to become you at 18 and then kind of take me to connect the dots of starting that first business? Yeah. So, um, mindset dude mindset is a hundred percent so key to this and uh you know this is something i definitely talk about in the book um is i i learned at an earlier age like kind of in high school that uh you know through wrestling and through my parents um who are super super hard workers to the hardest working people i've ever met that i personally even though i wasn't you know the smartest kid in school um or the most uh gifted athletically that I could work harder than any other person I knew. And I could push myself mentally past what anybody else could. And I learned that kind of in high school and then, and then definitely through college. Um, and I knew that whatever I wanted to do, even though I definitely wasn't going to be the smartest or best at it right away, I knew I could push myself and work harder than anybody else. Um, and that was going to be my you know asset. That was going to be my thing that was able to kind of push me past um, where I thought I could go. One um, thing uh, that I love, is your wrestling career and you put it simply you're like that was one thing that I did where I pushed myself past my physical and mental limitations consistently yeah and I was never a wrestler but I remember you know working out with Andrew in uh sophomore year of, of college when we first started this podcast and we'd wake up at 6 a.m for football workouts in the off season when it's just cold as hell outside you know not a lot going for you at that point, but we yeah. would grind hour and a half, get your workout in, just push your physical, mental limitations, and then go work on the podcast. Yeah. Like that was our first like three months was just doing that yep. day after day after day. Yep. And then you got wrestling in that solo sport mentality yeah. where it's, it's your nuts are on the line on that mat. Yeah. Uh, and the, I mean, you're cutting weight, so you got to make sure you're hitting that spot and then you go in there and it's, it's a war. Yeah. of trying to figure out manipulating your, the, the next movement, thinking in advance, a little chess involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that must be applying into right directly into business, almost in every attribute. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, absolutely. In so many different ways. I, I think you hit it on the head though. When you, when you talked about mindset, I mean, it, in in my opinion it really does come back to mindset um and it and that's easy to say i think sometimes it's easy to like say that and for people that haven't uh, had the opportunity to push themselves and understand that mentally they're capable of so much fucking more than they're doing right now yeah. um it, it's it's easy to say that as you know a person who's understood that i can push myself even right now 10 times 
past what I even think is capable right now. But for a lot of people that haven't done that first step or taken that first step, that's the hardest part. And, and specifically, that's kind of what I, the people I wrote my book for was the people that haven't got that first step. In my opinion, that's the hardest part. That's absolutely the hardest part. You know, pushing yourself um, once you realize you have that capacity or capability mm -hmm. yeah. it is I don't want to say it's definitely not easy by any means, but it's definitely way easier than that first step in yeah. like jumping off the cliff, as people say, or like letting go of the vine or whatever. There's a million different analogies. It's momentum. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a yeah. lot of, it has a lot to do with momentum and a lot of the, what's tied to that men mentality and that, um, that first step is like failure, like failure, the scare, the fear of failure, the fear of failure, just like yeah. how failure is perceived as like failure is not an option. Like no failure, like is an option. Something, yeah. another thing you said, See, yeah, I read this shit. Yeah. Um, but I think like, that's so important. Like yeah. failure, like we just, we talk about our average qualities all the time. And a lot of those average qualities are something that we fail at because we try it new. It's something we try new and fail yep. right away. Mm -hmm. And it's yep. like, okay, now what? Like, how do you get better? How do you how do you work on to that next thing? Yeah, and you learn exactly. You learn by doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what was uh, what was that first thing? What that first step you took for um as an entrepreneur? As an entrepreneur, when did you know that was kind of like your your go to? Yeah. So I mean, I, I was super super fortunate in the beginning that that first step for me um was by kind of by two of my closest architectural mentors, two people that had started super, super successful architecture firms, um, John Cunningham and then David Washburn, a design firm. Um, both guys that I looked to and said, hey, like this is the pinnacle of what I want to get to someday, right? Like I want to go to grad school, like this is what I want to do and I want to build a firm like these guys have built. Why architecture, by the way? What was the kind of the passion inside of that? I, I just absolutely love designing. Sweet. I love designing. I love Sweet. physical spaces and like their their domains and like how that can create certain atmospheres. But um, that was just like what I fell in love with okay. at an early age. And uh, when I sat down with both of them and said, hey, look, I came up with this idea for a wooden phone case, this wooden phone skin idea. Like, what do you think? Should I start a business? You know, I sold a couple units. At this time, I literally sold like maybe 15 like phone skins or some shit like that. All five star reviews uh, though. Like, yeah, 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 probably mm -hmm. from my mom, you know, and my buddy <laughs> type of thing. Um, and I sat down and asked both of them. I said, "Hey, should I go to grad school or should I start this business?" And both of them, without hesitation, said, "Literally, go start that business. You're going to learn more in two years than you will ever in grad school." Even though it was unrelated, right? Like it was a business. It, this was an architecture. Like this yeah. isn't what I want to do. They said, "You're going to learn more in two years than you ever will." going to grad school so i literally just did it i mean that for me was like okay cool um and my mom almost killed me because i turned down some scholarships to go to school uh but she's happy now that i did that and so am i yeah right on so that was kind of the first step for me i mean i i was very fortunate to have these two people to like push me over the edge that's why like every time people come to me with ideas i'm fucking pushing them and that's what this whole book is about like it literally has a swear word in it like yeah. <laughs> like i want to be the person like those two people were for me, if if I can be a push person that helps push you a little bit more over the edge to fucking do it and at least try it, you're, you're going to either, I mean, you're either going to like fall and die or you're going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think most of the time you'll figure it out depending, you know, depending on how you view, view failure and how you view these other things. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's all about perspective too. Like yeah. they may fall and die, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're actually dead. That yep. just means they're on to the next thing and yeah. they're going to learn 10 times more from that falling down than they were if totally. they'd ever tried it. Totally. Um, but another thing that you uh, really talked about was, you know, it, 
doing something that you're passionate about and you're clearly passionate about the environment, you know, with your um, buy one, plant one whole thing and climate change. And you've traveled in all seven continents, which is nuts. I'd love to tap into that a little bit. Like, where did you find your connection with the environment? Yeah, uh, I mean, at an early age. So, like, I grew up kind of out in the sticks, out on a farm. Yeah. And at an early age, like, we didn't have PlayStation. We didn't have any of that shit. Mom didn't let us, like, watch TV. She, like, made us go outside and, like, go figure out fun stuff to do out in nature. Um, so, I guess it started at an early age, just, like, appreciation for the outside and fresh air. Um, and definitely, like, just continued into my life um, as this incredible place, you know, for me. Uh, to like retreat from all the crazy shit that happens, you know, especially running a couple different companies now and like trying to, trying to make an impact on the planet. Like you need time away. You need time. Uh, you know, I talk about disconnect to reconnect as one of, um, the guys that I traveled to Antarctica with, that's kind of like his motto, disconnect, reconnect, right? You traveled to Antarctica. Yeah. Can we get into that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, how, how, why? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, uh, (laughs) that was my, I was going to be, I haven't, hadn't traveled to it before um uh it, that was kind of the last continent the seventh for me. one okay and uh at the time rob swan so he's a super badass dude you guys should check him out after this rob swan uh, yeah rob swan yeah, can you write that down um actually i might challenge you guys to get him on here Ooh. okay like that <laughs> he's he's uh he's typically in some crazy fucking place in the world but uh anyway uh he was the first guy ever to walk to the north pole and the south pole so that he that's like his claim to fame, but he's done a bunch of other shit. This dude's literally like got the Dosa Keys guy. He's like him in real life, right? Yep. So, Most interesting man in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy's super, super cool. Uh but anyway, he called um because he saw what we were doing with our planting program all over the planet. And we had obviously never planted a tree in Antarctica. And one of our kind of like things was like we want to plant a tree in all seven continents. So anyway, he reached out and was like, hey, guys, like, I see what you're doing. And I, like, almost peed my pants because this guy's, like, so cool. And uh, and I was like, oh, my God, like, he knows about us. You know, he knows about what we're doing. And uh, he said, you know, do you want to come to Antarctica with me on this expedition in a couple months? And I was like, fuck, yeah, I do. <laughs> like, that was literally, I did, like, didn't have any politically correct statement, like, back to his literally just, fuck, yeah, this is so awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, went to Antarctica on this expedition with him and a couple other, um, global climate leaders, um, from all over the place, literally India, uh, Europe, Japan. I mean, there's just uh, crazy, crazy cool people on this trip. And, um, anyway, went on the trip, learned a ton, uh, learned a ton, not only from an environmental standpoint, but also from how we wanted to run our bio and plant one program moving forward because of this place. I mean, just as a physical place, like as an architecture, you know, domain guy, this is fucking crazy. I mean, this is literally like a different planet. You get there and you're on these little Zodiac boats and you're cruising in between these glaciers that are hundreds of feet tall. Literally, you're like cruising in between them and there's these seals that are like coming up like around the boat. And, and it's these freezing. Whales and it's freezing. It was actually colder in Minnesota when I was when I was there, though. Wow. No, believe it or not. Uh, so this must have been recent. Uh, no, mm, okay. about a year. Well, about a year ago. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow. And, um, it was, it was beautiful. It was literally like a different planet though. I mean, it was, it was fucking crazy. Yeah. Damn. Were you able to see kind of, I mean, you mentioned like climate effects. What was kind of your takeaway or what did you learn? Dude, I guess about loaded the climate. question. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. There's I, so much stuff. I mean, there's so much stuff in that. I mean, um, 
yeah, dude, we could go into climate for like hours. I could uh, go into with, climate for a while with you know. Uh, you said you had a couple people on the podcast that were really, really... John Abraham. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a guy. You gotta listen to that one. So from so so I mean that's like my whole mission, right? Is climate, and it's yeah. and it's not even necessarily climate; it's our planet. I've been to some of the literally the most beautiful places that I think exist in the world. And I've also been to some of the shittiest places that I think exist in the world. And, uh, I want to make sure that for my future generations and for the future generations, other people, hundred hundreds of years from now that they can like go stand under beautiful waterfalls in Bali, that they can go experience Antarctica, that they can cruise in between these incredible glaciers and go sit in four feet of snow and just like journal to themselves. And like, what is, what does that space mean to them? And like, how does, how does that, react to their lives you know i think nature has this incredible experience like this incredible uh power to make our, us feel really small no matter what's going on in our lives you know no matter like how complex we think our bullshit is and and how shitty our problems are like nature has this incredible way of just saying like you're you're, you're literally a speck of nothing uh and in an incredible way though you know like yes. in an incredible like loving and caring way um, like the most amazing mom ever, right? Mother nature. It's mm-hmm. like literally it's the most amazing mother ever. You know, you, uh, some of the like craziest times of my life have been in these crazy, just, uh, natural places and just been totally like washed over with this sense of peace. And, uh, I want to make sure that those exist for, for ever, for everyone. And actually that they're better than they are now. You know, I've been to some places that should be really beautiful. There's this, um, there's this place in Saudi Arabia. It's like this the, this cave uh, that's like 300 meters deep. And then once you get down, like hiking down 300 meters, there's another 300 meters of water. So you can like go dive in the water. It's super gnarly. And you, did you scuba? Uh, I, I uh, f- was free diving down there because it's like basically like too shallow for – uh, for scuba gear, so it's super dangerous, oh, and like you man. shouldn't definitely do this ever. But um, and, and you did it, yeah, I did, you it. did that. But did that. but I did it. It was super disgusting though, because it was absolutely littered with trash. I mean, no oh. joke. There's a layer of trash on top of the water for the majority of water. And I was there with two of my friends, and they're like, "You're not literally like gonna go in that, right? Like that's disgusting. There's like trash all over the place." I was like, "No, fuck yeah, I'm absolutely going in this." <laughs> um, but like a place like that should be this incredible nature retreat and it's just it's, it's shit it's shitty um so anyway i want to make sure that the rest of our spaces don't end up like that and i want to make sure spaces like that get better that's why you know that's my why behind woodchuck that's my why behind starting this book and launching this book is that you know that's my kind of personal passion mm-hmm. cultivate your livelihood manifest your destiny do you man chase greatness make it count fatigue makes cowards of us all pursue a goal you've always wanted to just do it not a sponsor unlock an uprising go start your riot commit to the process love the process visionary manufacturing invest in your dreams book a custom order through us at backpocket at visionarymfg.com can you walk me through like kind of like the time frame of you starting Woodchuck um, and your um, architect's bosses saying, no, grad school, jump on this train. Yeah. And then kind of to the like um, 
like that the point where you're able to make that impact in a traveling sense like I, i'm just like th- this is incredible you took that leap of faith with woodchuck and i like when was it starting to become secure when was that ball rolling was like i'm i'm not comfortable but i'm i'm hungry enough where i can take even more leaps if that, that's kind of a loaded question but yeah. if you can kind of walk me around that dude i don't think there ever i don't think there ever is and will be a time where it feels comfortable like even mm. now like it doesn't feel comfortable now like and, and I always say this, like, people is that because of the couch or is it just <laughs> Dude, the couches, the couch is getting more comfortable. I'm actually kind of digging. Okay. Like, yep. you know, All right. Like, yep. I'm, get, I'm Embracing getting comfortable it. over here. No, I'm getting comfortable. Over <laughs> okay. Here. I'm going to even put my leg up. A little I just bit, wanted so. to clarify. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Like anyways, I, I think, um, I, I highly doubt I will ever let myself get comfortable. Um, I think when you're comfortable, you're, you're dead, you're dying, you know, uh, Personally, for me, discomfort is the the typical person's comfort. I, I feel super fucking weird when I'm, like, comfortable from a, you know, what's going on perspective. Like, oh, I know everything that's going on. I have control over every single aspect. Like, that for me is, like, this is fucking weird. I got to go start some other <laughs> shit or, like, go start another company or something. I get um, that way when I'm on vacation. Yeah. You know, it's yes. one, one week in Mexico. Yeah. Or yeah, you, and everything's you know like you said planned out. Yeah, I I can't be on vacation for more yeah. than a week because like I feel like I'm not productive. I feel yep. like I'm not doing something, yep. and someone else is. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, no, I, that's it's nuts. That's the feeling, and that's why you know I don't think I'll ever feel like comfortable. At least I hope I I hope I don't. Sure. Um, I mean I I won't because it just sucks. Uh, there, throughout the entire thing, like I was always hustling when I started to travel, I still didn't have any money. Like I was just figuring out a way to make it happen. Like I wouldn't have a place to stay. Um, one of the things I talk about in the book is there's two people that were really influential for me. Uh, one of them, uh, his name was Ken Rakowski and he is still a mentor and really good friend of mine. Um, and he was in California. And one time I went out there for a podcast, uh, we just kind of connected. He runs this entrepreneurial group out there and I got involved in that group. And then there's another person, Nancy, who's now one of my best friends who started a few different uh, companies, biotech company. And I just felt like these are my kind of people. I need to be here more. I literally didn't have any money, like no fucking money. Like Kevin, my buddy and I, who started, who I started the company with, we were like splitting fucking PB and J's like that, that little of money. And uh, I would figure out like when the uh, flights got cheap, when they're like $79 on Sun Country, when Sun Country was like still owned by the Minnesota people and it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> what Sun Country? What? <laughs> um, and uh, I'd just get a flight up there and I'd like figure out where to stay. I'd like crash in someone's couch or I'd like, you know, literally ask like one of my friends, like not that close of friends, like, hey, like, could I like crash in your couch like oh my hotel got you know switched around on some shit like that but i just figure out a way to make it happen because i knew i needed to be around those people more um and it like wasn't comfortable but at the same time it was uh i don't know it's that's when i started traveling because i knew i needed to be around these other people and i just continuously did that after that you know Mm -hmm. um and just figured out a way to to make it happen um Right on. I think yeah. I think traveling just does us does such a great job of providing perspective. Absolutely. Because we could all Absolutely. be, you know, having a great time out here in Minnesota, but if we were just here the whole time, we would never really know what's going on 
or we would never be able to experience what's going on around us. And I'm not yeah. saying the people, and, and I know you're getting at the same thing. You're always good at correcting me. Yeah, you're not saying the people here that have not traveled aren't comfortable. You're, I mean, these people here in Minnesota, there's a lot of people when I first came to the state, and it was like I haven't been to the coasts. Like that's just not something I have I have done. There's I'm a lot not, of people like that. Yeah, there's a lot, a handful, and I'm I'm not saying they're being comfortable, but there is an enhancement. Beyond what I can describe, and you've done a great job of describing it, of when you do travel and like when you're coming back and you're realizing, all right, there's there's much more out there. There's that yeah. hunger that's just elevated to an, to an extreme um, for those that do have the chance to travel. Yeah, actually, like I'll go out on a limb and say they are being comfortable. Um, you know, and it's not even like just the coast. You know what I mean? It's experiencing a different culture. I mean, me personally, like in in I I had literally never like. I didn't even really understand that there was really other religions, you know, like you read about this shit in, in your history books, right? And yeah. you read, you read about these other cultures, but you're like, Oh, there's no way they can still do public executions. Right. It's, it's, uh, you know, 2019. Well, fucking guess what? They definitely still do public executions in other countries. You know what I mean? There's some crazy shit that goes on across this world. And, um, I think people need to experience that. And unless they get pushed a lot of times, you know, like for in, in my case, for example, too, like I had to get pushed in a way, you know, I'd say I had my mentor say like, hey, this is this would be you got to do this. Like, this is a great option. You'll stay comfortable. Uh, we as humans, we as humans are like biologically wired most of the time to to stay comfortable. Why? Because early on, like all we had to do is fucking survive. Right. We, had we to, were like, hunter gatherers, hunter gatherers, and we had to eat food and like not get eaten by the fucking saber toothed tigers and, and not die. Like, and so like a lot of times as humans, when we can, when we can be comfortable, like we do that. Um, and I definitely don't think there's anything wrong with that. There are people that absolutely like, they feel more comfortable. They feel, uh, like that's their place. And I think that's fucking awesome. Like if you found a place where you can be happy, that's fucking awesome. The people that I challenge and the people that are like the people that I wrote my book for, and the people that I run into that specifically I will say like, no, fuck that. You're being comfortable is the people that want something different, but don't fucking do it. They're like, oh, you know, like I, I've always wanted to start this thing or I've always wanted to do this or like I'm not happy in my job right now or I really want to do this or I really want to do that. And I'm, I'm not happy. I don't feel fulfilled right now, but they won't fucking take a step. They won't do something towards their next goal they won't do even even if it's a small thing even if it's sending one email a day or something that kind of gets them towards their next step they won't fucking do it because they're being comfortable and i think that's bullshit and they need to be pushed Mm. i love that and it and i love that it's it just needs to be one thing one practical thing that you care about that's passion that's like your little passion project your little thing that you can see and tangibly want yeah it doesn't need to be the the ten like the the, the gra- massive the globe the yeah, grand yeah. scheme yeah. this big stupid thing no yeah. it's it's just right here man like yeah. just feed that every day just a little even bit even if it's fucking tiny even if it's sending one text to get that idea yes. one step closer I mean it yeah like you said, it doesn't have to be something big it can be hey I don't I have this idea for a product but I don't fucking know how to do it I literally have no idea I've had the idea for the last year okay what did you do today that got you one step closer to knowing it. Do you know someone that knows how to manufacture products? Do you know how do you know someone who has started a company before? Shoot them a text and ask them a question. Literally just ask them a question. You did something 
that got you one step closer to an answer. That's that's one thing more than the other person did that didn't ask any questions that is still complaining about not being where they want to be. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one thing more than what you were yesterday. Exactly. I always exactly. like writing stuff down. Yeah. And I just bought a book because I got into comedy and like I need to write more. And so I literally spent 30 bucks on a on a nice like leather like portfolio leather book. bound book leather bound book and it's it says just be funny on it with my name like so stupidly customized and i just was like i'm gonna buy this because i know if i make a financial investment in it i'm gonna write jokes every week yeah every week i'm gonna record um little bits every week and i'm gonna go to stand up every week i like i i'm regiment that way but yeah. look it's it's either it's like buying the book or it's just writing it down it's yeah. it's I think writing is just so important because it is, it's not even that text. It could be even less like writing it, writing it down yeah. just to expand on the idea, be a yeah. little more confident in what you're saying. Yeah. Maybe go back to it one what, day. Was it a woodchuck journal? Cause if not, you should fucking burn it and buy one of our journals. I'll, well, I'll burn it what? tonight. Okay. <laughs> I'll send you a video. Ceremonial dude. burning uh, at the end of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll send you one for free tomorrow. Ooh. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. show you a snap. Okay. I didn't even start writing it yet actually. So yeah. <laughs> perfect. We'll be in touch. <laughs> we'll, we'll be in touch. I'll have my people talk to your people. All right, all right, yeah. cool, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and like, it really boils down to the expectations that uh, you're setting on yourself, and you you really are not putting the power in other people. You're putting the power in yourself. You're taking that action, and you're moving the ball. You're not expecting someone else to come out here and give you that hand and pull yep. you up. You are saying, "I am that hand, and I'm grabbing for everything." Yeah, and it is awesome how you have handled like two questions that i'm pissed that how i phrased them one with the comfortability question and two with um letting myself believe that they are the people here are they are become they are being comfortable and i was kind of giving them a little soft spot in my heart being like hey you know they don't need to travel Minnesota nice man it's growing on me yeah um and i (laughs) and i just absolutely love how you have attacked and combated those questions and formulate them to exactly this book and I really do think like I didn't I don't know you prior to this book, yeah. but you are live, breathing, eating this book, like pushing that out. And I can feel that. And it's all in the title. And I was curious, how how has that book kind of shaped your business? Have you been able to find a little more like connecting the dots through that? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, one of the questions you guys sent over was, you know, talking a little bit about writing a book. And I think, you know, it's probably, you know, just like kind of a podcast or something like that for for you guys. Um you, you learn a lot about yourself, actually, yes. writing the book. And uh, at first, I mean, personally, you know, uh, w- one of the things that's pushed me also, you know, with the work ethic thing is this this uh, voice inside my head uh, that's kind of actually like a negative thing. It's like, oh, oh, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. And then I, then I tell it, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm going to go do it. It pushes me. But to a certain extent, that can also be like a negative thing right? It's like this negative self-talk that sometimes can push us into a different zone. And this is something that a lot of authors have have talked about. um, And a lot of authors that start a book don't actually end up publishing it because they start getting all this like, oh, like, I shouldn't be talking about this. Like, I'm definitely not qualified to talk about this. Like, (laughs) I'm not good enough to write a book or like, I I haven't started a hundred million dollar business. So I shouldn't talk about starting businesses, right? Like Richard Branson should write a book on this or some shit like that. That's literally the point of the book also, right. Is like, so I talk about that in the book and, um, you know, it it was 
a personal journey as much as it was like getting my ideas out to help other people. Kind of one solidifying a lot of the stuff that I talk about in my daily life, but even half the time I don't follow it. You know, like sometimes I don't follow it. Um, like for example, one of the things I talk about is conscious circle. So you, everyone's heard you are the, you are who you surround yourself with, right? Mm -hmm. Like this five people show me your five best friends and I'll show you your future type thing. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think it, it, it couldn't be truer, right? I don't think this could be any truer. Uh, and I phrase it a little bit differently. I talk about it a little bit differently because I think about it a little bit differently. One, um, I have a lot of friends and I have a lot of people that I talk to. So five was just like not a number that I could work with. So I, I do conscious circle, seven people in your life. And, and why, why I call it conscious circle is because a lot of people don't think about it like that. They think about it like, cool. Like I hang out with these five people. This is what my future is going to be like. No, it's fucking conscious. Like you have the ability to literally choose what your future self is. You literally like, this is something I didn't realize even until, I don't know, maybe five years ago or a couple years ago or something that I have the ability to choose what my future is based on who I'm hanging around with right now. And right now, you know, uh, a lot of times in my life and a lot of times in our life, we like just hang around with the people that like exist around us, right? Like sometimes it's our family members. Sometimes it's our best friend from high school. And sometimes, and a lot of times these people fucking suck, right? They suck the life out of us. They like, they aren't who we want to become. And they, they aren't someone that we want to be like, but we just, we kind of hang out with them or we just exist around them. Yeah. And, and that's the idea that I, that I talk a lot about in this chapter is that's the thing you got to be able to change. That's the conscious part of it that you have to be able to change. Sometimes it's fucking hard. Sometimes, sometimes you got to cut a family member out that that's just been pulling you down the entire journey. Like you want to do this thing or you want to achieve something. It's that family member. Maybe it's a brother, sister, aunt, uncle, whatever. That's, oh, you can't do that. You can't do this. Whatever, you know. Oh, you know, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to cut those fucking people out of your life. Um, and it's a super conscious thing. It's super, super hard. Uh, but in order to become who you want to become or if you want to change, you have to be able to surround yourself with different people. Uh, to the people that I talk about was was Ken and Nancy at the time. Like I didn't have any money to go to California, but I'm like I want to be more like these people. I have to figure out how to get around them physically. Like I have to figure out how to go and hang out with them, even though I only have like 80 bucks in my account. You know, and I did that. And and I think you know the journey of like writing about this. Like okay, like who am I hanging out with right now? What is my conscious circle? And kind of like coining that like conscious circle, like. I should fucking think about this more often. Yeah. You know, it, it was like a personal journey just as much as it was like documenting all these, all these things that I have learned over the years. It's a lot of reflecting. It's a yeah. lot of, it's a lot of looking into like what, what, who are the people I hang out with? Cause as you're unpacking this, I'm like trying to think, man, who is my, who are the seven people that I spend the most <coughs> time with? And how does, how, I mean, how does it work with, you know, disconnecting with those people? you know, that are in that circle. Cause they're in there for a reason, right? Like they, they got, they came in as one of your seven for some sort yeah. of reason. Whether like you played sport with sports with them, you lived with them. Yeah. They're in your circle. Yeah. And I, that's not easy of getting them out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
What do you do? Any, any, tips? any advice? <laughs> you guys are looking at each other like pretty intensely like, over yo, there. This guy's got to get out of my <laughs> circle, dude. He's in it. I want him out. So this kid, so this kid fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> this kid's been draining the life out of me. Yeah. I need some help here, Ben. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, that's super funny. Um, so one of the other things, uh, and also that like I had to like, I thought about this too, that the person uh, that was helping me write this book from scribe was like, okay, I think we need to like spend a handful more hours on this concept because the way it's been written, it kind of sounds like, like you need to be a fucking asshole. Right. And the answer is you kind of do have to be an asshole. And uh, so like, there's this, I, I talk about it for, for quite a bit in the book. Um, and because I had one mentally process it myself and two, figure out how to, to say it in a way that made sense. Um, but uh, I think the title's like, Am I an Asshole or Humanitarian? Uh, <laughs> so there's a difference between selfish and selfless. And like, if you look up the definitions of selfless and selfless, uh, selfish and selfless, um, selfish is doing something just for your own good. And selfless is doing something without your own personal uh uh um you know thought in mind or without your own personal kind of health benefit, or well-being, benefit in mm-hmm. mind and uh when you when you know your why or like you know whether it's your personal why for example for me it was i knew i wanted to plant just as many trees as teddy roosevelt did uh when he was in office or you know i want to have an impact on the planet when i figured out that why and i knew that bigger why a lot of the other stuff from from a view from the outside definitely probably seems like I am a selfish asshole. Probably 90% of what I do actually looks like I'm an asshole, uh, just to be straight up. Um, however, I know deep down, and probably most of my close circle knows deep down, that almost every part of what I do is because... I want to change the planet in a completely different way. They see your why. They see the why. And I'm able to communicate the why with them, right? And they're like big enough thinkers that like they get the fucking why. Yeah. They get why I'm doing this. Do you have an example of like <clears throat> something that looks like Ben's an asshole? Yeah. But really is this is Ben's why? Dude, so many examples. I mean, so many examples. And I think this is exactly, you know, the question is... For those people, you know, how do you do it? How do you cut them out? I mean, tactically, there's probably a million different ways. Um, but at the end of the day, a lot of the people that you're probably going to have to cut out of your circle throughout time and, like, you know, as you go, like, it changes and everything, they're probably not going to understand. And they might not understand for five years. They might not understand for ten years. They might, honestly, those people might literally never understand. And they might think you're an asshole. Um. Okay, how about this? When you when you told your mom that you weren't going to take a scholarship and go to grad school, yeah, she's not happy. Like my mom would also not be happy. Yeah, you know, like what what was did she see the why when you gave her that information? She definitely didn't see it right there. No, absolutely not. And I don't even think though, like at that point, I don't even know if I knew the why. It was kind of <laughs> just like, hey, this is what my two like mentors told me to do. Is like. Oh, da, 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 you know, like, but think, but, <laughs> but hold on, think about that though. Like you're putting your 
like faith like you're at that time your future yeah. and yeah. these two people that yeah. you just loved yeah and your mom also loves you you also love your mom but yep. you're like mom i'm not going to grad school i'm doing what these two people told me to do yeah you know like that is such a hard tie yeah. for a lot of people yeah totally there, there's one really good example um i mean there's a bunch but I'll, I'll just give this example too that kind of makes probably makes more sense um so one of the guys is probably a couple years into the company uh that we hired uh, his name was Josh and, uh, he was an executive, super nice dude, dad, um, you know, came from a different corporate, corporate company. We had maybe, I don't know, 20 employees at the time, maybe 17. I don't know. Anyway, we we're in that 15 to 20 range and, uh, he ran our operations. Super, super nice dude, like salted earth guy. Like everyone loved him. Like just everyone loved him well, time and time again. Like he couldn't hit the metrics, right? Like he just couldn't perform. And, uh, eventually I, I realized like, I got to either get rid of this guy or the company is going to go under, we're not going to be able to do our mission. Right. So like the majority of the company was under him. So all of those people loved him. Um, so we let, him, <laughs> we let him go on a Sunday, which I thought in my mind was like, let's let him go on a Sunday so he can have a great weekend, but then, but then he doesn't have to come in on Monday. Right. Like in my mind this is the fucking nicest possible thing. Like I could think of like, I'm trying to like plan out when to let him know. Right. Apparently, uh, that wasn't like the nicest way to do it or something. But, uh, anyway, so all of the people that were under him, the next Monday morning meeting, we have these Monday morning meetings. We still have them today uh, at the company. It's super cool actually. Uh, but we go, we all go around and, and everyone kind of just, you know, talks about their week and, uh, personal best business best. And, <laughs> we start off with the guy who was right under him in operations and he goes, I think you're an asshole for firing Josh. And I th don't think you know what you're doing with this company. And I quit. And I was like, okay. All right. So like, next. there we go. Uh, wow. Next. Susan, what do you, what'd you do this week? Susan, I think you're an asshole. <laughs> I, I don't think you know what you're doing. And I'm, I quit. And literally one by one, Whoa. It, it, it was over 10 people quit <laughs> literally like one after the other on the circle. Oh my and I'm like trying one not to laugh, but two also like, do these people know that they're not getting paid because they like quit and they don't get unemployment? I like don't think they understand that. But anyway, so like as we go around, I was like trying to stop them at the end and say like, look guys, like, do you understand what you're doing? And in the consensus was, uh, we think you're an asshole. We don't think you know what you're doing. Uh, from a, from a company perspective and we're quitting, you know, Josh was a super nice guy and you firing him was bullshit. What they didn't know was that if I didn't fire Josh, all of them were going to be let go in the next two weeks anyway, because we would have been bankrupt and we would have been out of money and the whole company would have gone under and we wouldn't have been able to do anything we've done today. I looked like an asshole. Absolutely. hundred percent. That's just a part of like being a business owner sometimes. But I knew at the end of the day, like at the end goal, was to have an impact on the planet. This is what needed to happen. And, uh, you know, I think that's selfish versus selfless. Thing. If I wanted to be, like, the nice guy, I would have, like, kept him on. And then two weeks would have came around, hey, guys, look, you know, bummer, but, like, we got to close down. Like, you know, like, I wouldn't have had to be – that That wouldn't have been mean. It would have been like, oh, Ben gave it his all. Like, he tried everything he could, right? That would have been the that would have been the selfish way to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it sucks. I mean, it sucks firing people, but you got to do it. Like, Damn. So uh, that's one example. I mean, I got a million different examples, but I think that's a good example of you're going to have to learn how to do that. And that's a part of like what you're going to have to do with your conscious circle. You're going to have to do it in business. You're going to, you just, you're going to have to learn how to do it. That's lit. 
That's would, wild. Yeah, that is wild. I can't even like fathom being in that position, and then like ha- that experience happening to you. And how you, many? How again, long ago was that? By the way. Oh man, that was a long time ago. Long time. Like years, three, maybe four. I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. Being in that position and like again having to stay true to the why and like find that value and that why yeah. to help you move forward because. People are starting to pin pin you up there as the yeah. bad guy. And you're like, hey, guys, this yeah. you can do that. That is, You have that ability. You have that perspective. Yep. But that is not where I'm going to pin myself because there's something bigger than me here. Yep. Mad respect. Yep. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you bet, yeah. man. So, it, I mean, the, the thing with, like, stories like that, I mean, there's a – I put a shit ton of these stories in there, like, real, raw stories mm-hmm. that, like – most entrepreneurs or most business owners don't talk about yeah but those are the stories that people need to hear because it's fucking real like yep. getting sued is real having to fire people is real being out of money is real like all these things are real things that like if you start a business you're gonna go through this shit yep um and if you start your idea like you're gonna be challenged you're gonna have to mentally grow you're gonna be some shitty situations uh you know i talk about going to jail i talk about a bunch of different shit that businesses led me into in these these challenges that have been then turned into a learning lesson or an opportunity um and i think that's what like people need to hear like just like your guys podcast Mm -hmm. this is what people need to hear yeah oh thanks thank you yeah thanks for everyone tuning in as well yeah we appreciate you all i'm fed up with networking events and by no means is that a controversial thing to say at all but you know i'm i'm going out on a limb here and i'm trying to say that all i want to do is enjoy some beer and have some conversations is that too much to ask well, Deck, you could have said that a little bit better. But what he's trying to say is some of the best conversations and more importantly, collaborations, that's what Lincoln Drink is all about, have those conversations with local hustlers, entrepreneurs, creatives, and people right here in the Twin Cities sandbox. Yes, and this will be the fourth of its kind. It's still in its nascency. Nascency. But boy, is it growing. We're stoked to have you. Remember this time and place. We'll give you some time. Grab some pen and paper. Write this down in your notes right now. Remember this. May 8th at Finnegan's Bruco. That's May 8th at Finnegan's Bruco. And I have a question. Please. Um, okay, so you're talking about all these situations where you're, you know, shit, shitty situations. It's just afraid yeah, yeah. as that. What is in your back pocket when you're facing these situations? So this would be something like a mental attribute, uh, something that you rely on um, that helps you come out on top, right? You have to face this situation, and you're like, okay, I'm going to use this, this mental. Is in ba- this is in Ben's back pocket. This is in Ben's back pocket. That's a great question. I mean, I think for me, like, you know, the more I think you get, like, beaten down or, like, fail, the more you – realize this thing i think this is what you guys are kind of talking about like what do you realize in yourself yes um for me it's work ethic for, for me i know that it, it literally doesn't matter what happens today like if i walk out this door and get all my limbs cut off like i'm still gonna do exactly what i was gonna do initially it's gonna be fucking harder and uh however i'm gonna be the first person you know the first person with no limbs to like do what i'm doing yeah, I'm right. Gonna, you know, go figure out how to do it. And at the end of the day, it's so I guess it's mindset. But for me, it's work ethic. And I just I, love it. I literally know no matter what, uh, you know, if the building literally burns down right now or like all my employees quit for whatever reason uh, that it'll be OK. Yep. 
And that's something that you always have. But then here's another question that kind of flips that on its head. This is something that you struggle with. And some, and other times you're, you can achieve it at a moderate level. It's your average quality. It's something you do well at times and other times not so well. And it's one of our favorite questions to ask because we're a pair of wildly average guys with a, with a microphone having the chance to share a conversation with a stud like yourself. And we all like to humble ourselves and figure out, all right, Andy's serious over here. I get to way too serious in, in high stressful moments, and then that's my average quality. And everyone was like, why is this kid all serious over there in the corner? I got to relax, breathe. It's going to be all right. Ben, what is your average quality? See, I was reading this question on the questions, and I, I still don't think I like fully get it. Can, okay. can you give me Let's unpack this. Too? Yeah, okay. unpack this for me. All right, absolutely. Um, I like to phrase it. It's something that uh, is like you're going to be battling with this you know, over time, and it's something that you identify, and it's like, oh, I, I can get better at this. I This is something that I can – I work to improve on, but I can only improve on it by simply identifying it. Um, a lot of times it comes from uh, Andrew and I. Like a, a good example would be when we first started this podcast, our first like ever average quality that we impact on the show was how do you get a podcast on iTunes? We didn't know how to um, – this is more surface, but – we didn't know how to, you know, host an RSS feed. That was like step one. And you had to share that RSS feed with Apple and then get this on. But we started with like, hey, what's like, what is all this stuff? Like, all right, that's our average quality. We're average at understanding all, how all this works. Someday, one day I'd come after our work and I'd be like, Andrew, I figured out what an RSS feed was. And the next day, and then the next obstacle was, okay, what do you do with it? Right. And so over time, that at like in uh, encompassing what that was, our average quality was getting our podcast on iTunes. Like even so, oh, it, it yeah, go, what it, else? You could go in that direction, and you could go in a direction of super like simple. Like some people come on here, and their average quality is cooking. They 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 can cook enough where they at the end of the day, they could fill their stomachs and they're satisfied. But they really know I'm not that great of a cook, and it's really just uh, it's uh, Jennifer breakfast. Just Jennifer loves making breakfast, and that's her best attribute when it comes to cooking but she can't cook much more than that average enough um parallel parking some people just can only squeeze into the the spots just they know that they're going to get in there not going to challenge themselves enough here's and, one yeah your friend josh newman yeah last week yeah. we asked him this question he absolutely killed it authenticity for the longest time he was the people person guy he was a real estate agent he had to vibe with everyone because a lot of that being a person was a lot of being a realtor yeah so we had to, you know, kind of escape from who he was as that introverted Josh and mingle with people and make these sales and crush it. Did really well. Now he's doing something totally different with kind lips, right? He has to be authentic to himself in order to get his message across to people. So what's he working on right now in order to be the best version of himself to get kind yeah, lips okay. to where they need to be? Okay. He needs to be authentic. Yeah. So right now, his average quality is being authentic. Yeah, no, that was that was great. All right, third time's a charm. We got <laughs> That's him. great. I'm an average dude, and it takes a while for me to get things. No, yeah. I'm glad we did that. Uh, I'm yeah. glad we did that. No, that was really good. Um, so for me, it's my average quality is definitely uh, in growing a company and in uh, being able to manage people. It, it for me is really fucking hard because I'm so fucking intense. Uh, and for me, I don't even, 
for I truly it doesn't like ask any one of my employees right now. They'd probably be like, "Oh my god, he's so intense!" Like I don't know what to do. Like, "Oh my god, this is getting you know like like you're not approachable." It, right, right. And I I work so hard on being approachable, and that's the thing that I'm literally working on for you know the last two years, and will continue to probably work on for the rest of my life is being approachable. And and I really don't even feel like I'm that unapproachable. Like I would literally talk to anyone about any idea at any time. I tell all my employees, hey, like, my office door is always open. Like, come talk to me. Um, you know, like, I'd love to hear what's going on. But uh, I think my intensity is scary. And then, so anyway, that's what I, I think I will always work on. And in, what I'm definitely working on right now is approachability. Uh, and, and uh, yeah. I love that answer. And I can totally vibe with that because right when you walked in, I could feel that intensity and I mean, I, Declan and I pride on pride on ourselves on being able to match the vibe of every guest to make them feel like in the moment yeah. and have this conversation and willing to share their story. So we have to match whatever their personality trait is. Yeah. And I, right when you came in, shook your hand. I shook your hand, and Ben, Andrew, and I was like, "We're gonna vibe immediately because this is us. Like we, I see myself in you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm fired up. This is gonna be a hell That's of a awesome. 45 minutes. So That's awesome. uh, this has been an enjoyable experience. I'm so stoked that that is what uh, the average quality end up being mm-hmm. <laughs> super cool i love that question yep i love that question. makes you think yep. yeah no it does and uh oh man i think that's just phenomenal because it's the approachability thing i mean that's so directly correlated to like company culture right I yeah mean, we we kind of run a company no, not really but yeah i no, mean you, how, do you do this is a company absolutely it is it's so, an LLC. welcome yeah. to the office yeah <laughs> what's up come into my office bitch i'm <laughs> recording podcast this is my company i love mm-hmm. it yes. but and I, and I i look at it more from like a longevity standpoint like you want to hire someone on and have them be with you for as long as they can possibly be with you right yeah. i mean yep. that you want people that you bring into the company to grow with woodchuck and grow with you and i feel like a lot of that is rooted in the culture when they show up they want to feel welcome they want to feel like they're part of this thing you know that's surface level but at the same time they want to be working for someone like yeah he may be an asshole he may be intense like i may hate him some days but i'm gonna i'm gonna run through a brick wall for ben Mm -hmm. yeah i can't say his last name but I'm going to tell you I'm running through wall for Ben Vidabia, dude, and that's yeah. how it works. I, and a huge part of that is the why, right? If, you, yeah. if you're able to at least, which apparently at least I've been able to communicate a why to a lot of people, right? Because that's why they're there. They're there because of what we're doing. And I think um, if you can do that, uh, you know, if you can communicate that message uh, from a super simple standpoint uh, to your drunk buddy at the bar and he remembers it the next day, or to a fifth grader, and they can remember it. You got a clear, really good message. Um, one of the things I'll give a shout out to definitely. I mean, for you guys and for everybody from an organizational standpoint, Gino Wickman's uh, Traction. Have you guys heard of this? Yes, my company Media Bridge is built on Traction. So Traction EOS uh, by Gino Wickman. Um, I, I literally can't say enough about it because we found that probably five years ago. Without that, we wouldn't be a company today. It lays, it walks through, and you guys, you guys should run through the the manifesto. Like even 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 if it's a couple people, like building that manifesto in the beginning is so fucking crucial. It's so crucial because like you guys are gonna explode. You're gonna have 15, 20 people, and the person coming on that like doesn't get the full onboard experience is gonna be like, what do we do here? Like, what do we actually do? Like, I'm here to like, you know, do media or whatever, like set up the thing. But like, what do we actually do? Like having that manifesto, whatever, printed on the wall or something like that, 
will be super obvious because when they're going to the bathroom and they don't know what the hell the company's all about, they're going to read that and be like, oh, wow, this is fucking cool. Okay. You know, um, from an organizational standpoint, it's incredible. From a from a laying out that vision for everyone, it's incredible. I'd, I'd like super, super highly recommend anyone that listens to this too that's uh, you know, interested in starting a business, check that out. Mm-hmm. It's it's Hell a yeah. great, great asset. Yeah. When so you mentioned it. the uh, that personal and professional win, I was like, Yeah, he, is is that a yeah. traction reference yeah. or did he yep. come up with that himself? Yep. So yeah, no. spot on. No, definitely Dope. traction. Um and then so kind of going right off of that, how you saying like um you you bring in someone and it's gonna either it's they they can challenge your culture, they can fit in your culture. Um with that being said I want to cha- I want you to challenge us on someone that could come into our culture and either shock the system or fit right in. You could take it however you want, but we love challenges and we want to go after those guests that people didn't necessarily think were in our in our grasp. Yeah. And uh, it really takes someone vocalizing, "Hey, this is who we want on your show," and yeah. that's what we do. And we try to do our best to get them on. So, yeah. Ben, who do you challenge us to get on? I got a good one for you guys. So he uh, he is an incredible guy. He's an older guy. Uh, probably will be the oldest guy that you have to date. Maybe. Uh, hey. Potentially. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Gordy Thomas was up there. Oh. How old is Gordy? Gordy was in his. 69,000? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was uh, like, I think he was in his late 60s. Okay. Okay. Hey. So this guy's no, up to uh, um, Will Steger. Okay. Will Steger. So it's, he's a he's a very well Minnesota well known Minnesota guy, but is um, a world explorer. Has traveled all over the world to the North Pole, South Pole, etc. Yes. Um, knows Rob Swan uh, very mm. well, and uh, I met him probably a year ago. Actually, uh, dude's got a nature foundation up in uh, northern Minnesota. Uh, travels still to this day, like goes on expeditions. I think he's actually on an expedition right now. Um, from a disconnect perspective, like I think that's something our culture needs right now. Even the people listening to this podcast, like we 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 all have too much uh, elect, electronics in our lives. We all yeah. spend too much time on the screen, and uh, this guy's got a lot of like incredible life lessons uh, that hopefully people can take some tidbits from. But I challenge you guys to get him on here. Will okay. Steger. Will, Will Steger. Steger. Love it. Very Will nice. Steger. If we need someone like that, we do. Yes, it's like a really, and I think it works really well for podcasting in the sense like. We're all here having a conversation completely undistracted by um, our cell phones and all that stuff. And I feel like older people who didn't grow up with cell phones and all that stuff would fit right in in something like this. Mm -hmm. Just from a very generic standpoint, but from a perspective standpoint mm -hmm. as well, you know, got to instill it, man. Um, All right. I got a game. You guys ready for this? Let's do it. Okay. So it's called game. It's called pursue your fucking ideas. Okay. What we're going to do is this is a... uh, it's a little hub right now. We got five people in here. We're all accountable for each other. Very accountable people in this yeah, room. Yeah. We're going to say an idea that we have right now that we want to pursue. Do you guys have ideas? Like any just yeah. random ideas? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it, it, it could be something that's on your mind. It could be connected to your life, yeah. business. Maybe not business because you don't want people to you know, hear about it and take it. Um, but yeah. Let's let's go around the wanna, table. Do you want to kick start it? Yeah, kick start it. Yeah. Okay, kick start. I want to I want to play idea. your game. Yeah. Okay. That's my, my game. your so, game. My game will start. Uh, so here it is. It's called the Right Swipe Podcast. Okay. We will or not us, but I want to create a an environment or like a restaurant or something that has like a studio set up where. Like multiple studios and people that swipe right on Tinder 
or on any of those stupid apps to connect with each other and on like an option for a date would be for them to come and record a podcast um we would go with local vendors with food and beer we'd serve them we would have our intern sam produce the podcast you know just make it this comfortable atmosphere for people to just have yeah a conversation and they can have it for themselves so like if they want to put it out they can um through the white right side podcast or they can just keep it um for themselves and listen back to it at a later time um and keep it personal and they call it the right swipe podcast i love it i love it you'll find out real quickly if they're a loud eater yeah, yeah. oh yeah what what could you just feed them that would just like yeah. <laughs> be the worst audio ever just Spaghetti. Peanut bu- just a peanut butter sandwich <laughs> <laughs> so on today tonight's menu we have uh ben vw making the lovely pb and j the side of milk enjoy Something like that, you know, whatever it would be. I have I have a secondary portion to the game. The, the best. Okay. Can we play, can we play a secondary? Yeah. Portion yeah. To part it? Two. Let's play. Let's okay, play. Yeah. Why, why do you want to start that? Um, why I want to start it is not necessarily the for the idea of the right swipe, but I think I love having conversations. Yeah. And I just want more people to have these kind of conversations, and I think this would be a really creative way to get people to do that andrew's dad one thing i love that andrew's dad works for cooper's hawk winery which is like one of the coolest wineries ever every time i go out to eat with him and his family it is like unbelievable because it's so communal yeah their why is focusing on the community aspect of going out to dinner there's so many things that go into dinner that get missed and he brings up every single one right and it's and at the core of it it's just hey Let's have an awesome experience together, enjoy each other's company, and see what happens. And I think incorporating maybe a podcast to that, where like us, having uh, an undistracted conversation for an hour, or maybe over some food, you know, whatever. Let's see what happens. I love it. Mm. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. All right, who's next? You got any ideas? I could jump in. All right, I'll go after this one. Uh, my, my, uh, My idea would be, dedicated on the people in this room and i think everyone can partake and it's going to be an adventure planned by ben on the back pocket company card Ooh, nice Fuck yeah yeah I'm all, up all for, for that, that right Let's do it. you plan it we need to embrace the northern area of minnesota we are a bunch of knuckleheads and been stuck here in the cities of minneapolis and uh, st for Paul five years for five years and i went up one time to seagull lake and camped like three three days and uh I need to embrace the northern part of Minnesota with you, Ben, because I know that you will show me a time of my life, and I just want to have that experience. So, okay, literally we're going to do this. All right. Okay? So this Sunday, I'm, I'm already taking out 20 people uh, to a couple hundred acres I have in northern Minnesota, and we're doing survival training. And the whole point, of this, the whole point of this is for me to push people mentally. Um, because like I've been pushed by some incredible people and I continue continually am pushed, but just like I talk about, right? Like you got to push yourself mentally. I push the fuck out of people mentally on this retreat. I want you guys to come on Sunday, this Sunday, this Sunday, quick turnaround. Maybe quick we can turnaround. make it happen. How many days? It's just one. It's 24 hours. We stay oh. overnight there and then we come back Monday morning. You'll be back Monday morning for it. Oh my God. I'm all in. I'm all in. Okay. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Wow. Perfect. Yo, yo, good idea. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> I love it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. All right. Those I are my. Would... Those are that. I've played my game. Yeah. I played your game. Yeah. Any other ones? 
Feel what, free. What's we can up, trap Mr. the puck. Ideas? Yeah. You got some over there, Mr. Yeah, I wrote a book sure. about pursuing your for ideas? Sure, man. <laughs> uh, so one of the ideas that I love, there's actually like a movie that's almost identical to it, except they use it in like a really shitty way. Um, it's a combination of augmented reality, um, but dreaming. So like uh, when I was in college, uh, I got actually, I got mugged. Uh, it's not actually that funny. It's actually really shitty, but uh, I don't know. I'm laughing about it. Um, my buddy and I got mugged, uh, when I was a junior, I almost had to actually drop out of college and, um, for like, I had a super bad concussion and, but for like, I don't know, two years after that, I had literally the most vivid dreams of my entire life. And I still have like super, super vivid dreams, not quite as frequent, but for that time after I literally had dreams where I woke up the next morning being like, holy fuck, I just killed somebody. Like I got to fucking hide or like go. To, you're convinced because i was convinced like literally that the stuff that happened in that dream was for me was so vivid um like i remember calling my girlfriend being like oh my god i think i killed someone you know like uh i gotta like figure out what she, she's like oh my god like what the fuck are you talking about like she would tell me like oh this is where you were yesterday and then you like you went to sleep like you went to bed uh but in my mind i was like in a different country like murdering someone and then flying back on a plane you know uh wow. so the thing though that happened with that was i was like wait, the, the thing that I think about all the time this I would love to start a company like this. What if we could actually f- experience those things without actually doing them and have all the visceral experience that it took to do that thing? Augmented reality is like starting to get there, right? Like, mm-hmm. have you guys gone and uh, played yeah. video games at that St. Paul place yet? I no. have not. Oh, fuck. You guys got to go check that place out. It's super cool. Um, anyway, whatever. You put on a VR headset and like there's shooting games and there's like whatever like three-dimensional games and it's in the room about the size of this and like you can move around and you walk around as like a person in the video game you can like see your hands and stuff like that but if we could actually like experience different things and program what we were experiencing we could have all these different kinds of life-changing experiences without technically having to do them in some cases like this is completely contradictory to like what i'm all about which is go and fucking do them right Mm -hmm. like come out this sunday like not just, you know, take a pill and experience what we're going to experience this Sunday right. and push yourself mentally, but, like, come come do them, right? To to portion of it, it's like, okay, well, actually, this would be contradictory to what I always want to do. But the why, the, like, the why I want to do this, and I think about this all the time, is for the people that literally can't experience this stuff monetarily, right? Like, what if all the people that technically, and I'm not talking, like, Western America, like, where we can figure out how to get some money, you know, hitchhike or something and travel across country. I'm talking about like third world country where someone literally doesn't even know what an airplane is. What if they could experience the type of perspective that world travel has? Or what if they could experience a life for a few weeks? What, what a normal life is like for other people that would change your life. Mm. Oh, so I don't know. This is an idea I think about literally all the time. Yeah. I have literally no idea how to do it fucking with people's minds and you know entering their dreams and having them take a pill or something but uh anyway that's my idea that's a hell of an idea sounds a hell of a lot like dmt also but a little different yeah, just a little it's, different it's yeah. like acid except different with, with yeah <laughs> without the acid yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> except, except it's called augmented reality yeah dude i love yeah. that and i think what's uh really cool about that is like the what we we're talking about with perspective earlier how if you can expand your perspective through travel and it's and it's through these raw experiences you get when you go to all these different places. Yeah. Like that really influences like who you are. Yeah. I think that's, you could get some of that. I feel like in, in augmented reality or at least yeah. people make aware of it. Right. 
Damn straight. Oh, and kind of trapping the puck and uh, transition to our two final questions. Yeah, thanks for playing the game, by the way. Thank you. That, that was, was our game. Was thanks yeah. for playing the addition to the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good game. Good. Thanks good for game. coming up this Sunday. You guys are going to oh. – might die, but hey, hey, see what happens. Our world's going to be rocked. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not the end, but I just, yeah. you know, just uh, say thanks. Yeah. Got to show gratitude yeah, every yeah, once in a while, you know. We've harped you with questions now for an hour. We would love to hear if you have any questions for us. What is what is the most transformational sentence that you have heard in the last two years? Either on this podcast or not on this podcast. Man. That's good. That's better than any question we asked today. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows that. Yep. Um I showed Andrew this video the other day. It's uh, it's on the back end of a four-hour Joe Rogan podcast. Okay, which one? Um, it's with Dan Carlin. I'm gonna say it's uh, number one thousand one hundred and seventy something. Okay, know. okay. It's two hours fifty minutes in. Okay. They uh, they they're just talking about like get up off your ass and do it. Like you'd love this video. I'm gonna yeah. send it to you after. Yeah. You'll. It's like thirty minutes. <clears throat> Life is a verb. You have to do it. That's what Dan Carlin says like 30 times in that whole thing. I'm just like, I love that. That's it. I love that. So that's mine. I love that. Damn. Well said, dude. Yeah. That's good. Uh, You know, I, I don't know if I can pinpoint exactly one thing, but this summer when I, when Declan and I had the chance to have a conversation with our football coach that, um, coach Glenn Caruso and, after four years with that man and then having the conversation about this podcast and like what he's kind of instilled in us through his culture. Um, and he, he's the third wheel. He's the cog in that wheel that keeps this momentum going. Um, there's a bunch of things that he said, um, that really just resonate inside Declan and I, and we push it through this podcast. What are some of those things? I mean, like we can just spout off a couple of them and they're all really powerful. Yeah. I mean, it's the one, the one thing that he instills in his family of we never get embarrassed we never quit and we never whine is something that I have to embrace every time because I get embarrassed all the time. And if I can convince myself that that's bullshit, why are you getting embarrassed? You're bigger than that. That's just a self absorbed emotion in you that you think other people are inflicting on you. That's bullshit. Take that out and um, never quit. Keep moving forward. And there's no reason to complain because you have the opportunity to advance and you have more than enough surrounding you that is damn powerful to use and uh he has helped shape me into a selfless person and uh i think that experience in itself was kind of another enlightening little moment but i I, it it goes back to that exact saying of life is a verb do it everything that he kind of says that i think that's a great way of just putting it in one sentence so I love that. That's great. Yeah, good question. Thank you. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's legit. And then our final question is a simple question. Um, it's what did you learn from the moment that you woke up to uh, when we're having this conversation today? That's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, well, one thing I definitely learned. So I'm. I'm. Uh, one of the things like I like to try and learn new shit all the time. Uh, so right now I'm like in the process of getting my pilot's license. And today I thought I was going to have to take my first. Hold on, buddy. (laughs) Today I thought I was going to have to take my first solo uh, flight by myself. And I was shitting my pants. Uh, Almost physically. 
uh, I was so nervous. I was like, had the same nerve, like, you know, you know, like when you ask a girl out in high school and it's like the first girl you ask out and like, you have to figure out how to ask her out. Like, you know, you have those nerves. At least I did. I don't know. That's how I felt today. Uh, you know, that's how I felt today at 2 PM. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can make so, it over to your podcast so, at seven 30. I'm going to try and fly a plane. Beforehand. Yeah. That's I, uh, crazy. I, I, I had to, I learned how to do this, like basically land it in a way that for me was like super, super scary. Uh, but I learned out how to, I learned how to do it and now I feel super comfortable with it and I'm going to go do it a bunch tomorrow. So that's one thing I learned today. Um, you know, another thing I learned today is I definitely feel like I need to be more active on, uh, like from a from like what I'm doing in the book perspective to like actually fucking helping people do that. Um like I'd love to like help you guys in whatever way possible and figuring out a platform to like do that with more people cuz a lot of people that I talk to and I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know, like do a couple of these things. There's probably a way better way and more in like impactful way to do that." So anyway, those are two things I learned today. Well, well you definitely did that today with your story. Like good. like that's a lot of what we try and do on this podcast is like Hey, come on, come on us podcast, tell your story and impact people. Not by telling them, I mean, yeah, telling them to pursue your ideas, Yeah, but listen to my story. See, see what I've done. Hear my experiences, hear how I did it. And you're going to impact so many more people because they're going to take little things from here, from there, from Antarctica to firing a guy, right? You're going to, so many different people are going to resonate with so many different things that you said. That's what it's all about, man. They're going to take those things and put them in their back pocket. And you guys are doing a great thing by broadcasting it. I mean, this is incredible. Because we also want people to pursue their fucking ideas. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Because this was an idea. If you, you know, this was flat desert land two and a half years ago. I love it. I love it. Now it's like a small, like smaller podcast. It's small. What do you mean? You're like internationally worldwide, right? Worldwide. Yeah, we found yeah, out uh, who... What was the city in California that like twenty percent of our listeners? Mountain came from? View. Mount. Shout out to Mountain View. In between Santa Clara and uh, Palo Alto. Palo Alto. So yeah. we got listeners out there. There you go. We yeah. Found that out today. There you go. Yeah. So Ben, thank you so much for joining us on the Back Pocket Podcast. Thank you guys podcast. for having me. Thank you guys for having me. That's and a wrap. I look forward to uh, seeing oh. you on Sunday. Ab- oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> She says, I'm gonna have to try and catch her now before she's gone.